This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. We, as Americans, see much of who we are and and what America is because of one man. He was loved at the time. And now there's two ways of looking at him. Now people try to destroy him and discredit him. But at the time, he was loved. And that's not the story you hear about him now. One of his major works was almost lost. It was only because it fell through the cracks we know it, and man, most of us know it almost word for word. The only doubt, it seems, at the time, was coming from him. Because he was an immigrant, poor, Italian immigrant that had nothing. And in the Great Depression, he felt almost given a free ride. He became wildly successful, somebody that everyone knew. And he felt guilty. Whether it was physical or mental, we're not really sure at this point, but we know that he had bouts of great depression. But at this point, He's in bed. His wife thinks he's going to die. He thinks he's going to die. He's at a crossroads in his life. Max is his only friend that he's allowing into his bedroom. And one day Max knocks on the door and says, Sir, there's somebody here for you to see. And he said, No, not another doctor. No, it's not a doctor. Please, he's waiting for you in the other room. Please, for me, just see him. We don't know the man's name. But Frank got out of bed, put on his robe, and wearily made his way into the other room where the man, short, bald, big, heavy glasses, stood waiting for him. Frank said, please, sit down. The man said, no, sir. I have very little to say to you. Just this. You, sir, are a coward. (laughs) You're coming into my house to tell me, what? I'm a what? You are a coward, sir, but even infinitely 
sadder than that. You are an offense to God. The room was completely silent, except for the radio in the other room. The radio, you could hear the voice of a madman in Europe. You hear the voice of that man? That evil man is trying to poison the world with hate. And how many people can he talk to? 15 million, 20 million, and for how long can he do it? 20 minutes? You, sir, you can talk to hundreds of millions for, for two hours plus, and they're in the dark, and they're only listening to you. The talent that you have, it's not your own. It's not self-acquired. God gave you those talents. Those gifts are not yours, they're his for his purposes. And when you don't use those gifts, it's an offense to God and to humanity. Good day. Frank stood there in his bathrobe as he heard the front door click closed. And he felt the responsibility that he was given. In the next few months, he would go on to win his first Best Director, Oscar. He'd win a total of three in his lifetime. He's one of only three directors to do it. And in the next few years, because of that story, he changed the way we look at ourselves, this Italian immigrant. Frank later said he never saw the man again. You don't know who he was. Quite honestly, we don't even know if that story is true. Many people say it's not, but that's their story. Frank Capra, he says it did happen. And this is his story. It is May 1903, and where would Frank Capra's story start? Statue of Liberty, of course. He is six years old when he arrives at Ellis Island. He is moving with his uh, mom and his family and his dad to um, California. They take the train to California where they where they join Frank's older brother, Ben, who lives in Los Angeles. And this is, it is so funny to see how this young kid started in Los Angeles and how he learned, you know, you gotta be tough and you have to be educated. You have to, you have to use your brain. And of course, in California, you also have to employ a little acting skill. 
um, he was selling newspapers. And he would get up early in the morning and he would sell the early morning edition. And then in the afternoon, he would race back, get more papers, and he would sell the afternoon edition. But, and I learned this from Newsies, it was not like a newspaper guy when I was a kid, you ride your bike and you throw it. You actually had to sell it. And what Frank discovered was if we put a little show on, we can sell even more. So Frank gets with his older brother, um, Tony, who is a big, tough guy. And he and Frank work out this routine. Now imagine this, I mean, imagine the, the balls it takes to pull this off day after day. I, I wouldn't, I couldn't do it. At least, especially not in the same place in case somebody happened to be walking by going, wait a minute, didn't I just see you guys do this last week, yesterday, this morning? Frank would be this little doe-eyed boy. Paper, sir, would you like a paper? And his big burly brother, not, not knowing that he's his brother, comes up and says, you, how many papers have you sold? That's not enough! And starts to bully and beat on the little sweet kid until the crowd would say, hey, 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 knock it off. And Tony would leave and Frank would say, he's always after me papers. He wants me to sell more papers. Well, of course, everybody in the crowd would be like, oh, I'll still take your paper from me. Here's a dime. What a scam. What a scam. So welcome to America, Capra family. He figured out how to work the system. But this is really the only place in his life where I, I see this. I do see good storytelling for the rest of his life, but I, I see him figure out what America is and that it's more than just a place to make money. It's an idea and a privilege. In a world now where we are told that people come here just to take, I don't think that's true, by the way. I think people still are coming here for the opportunity. We're just not highlighting it. We're just not ever noticing it. Frank and his family did come for the opportunity, but he's, he's going to a high school where a lot of Italians and a lot of blacks are there. So they're the minorities and everybody's calling each other names. And he is known as, you know, a WAP, king of the WAP people. And he does not want to be a WAP living in the Italian ghetto. He decides he's gonna break out and he's gonna be a, he's gonna make something of himself. So he's gonna be a chemical engineer. And he goes to Caltech to get his major in chemical engineering. This is the first time that he doesn't feel like an immigrant. He feels like an American because now he's being accepted into this school and he's buckling down and he's serious. It's not a bunch of kid games. 
And it is at Caltech that he really begins to develop a love affair with America. 1917, World War I, he joins the army, but it's over by the time he's getting ready to be shipped out for Europe. And the economy is starting to slip and there is a nationwide job shortage. There's a bigger depression at this time after World War I than there is in 1929. Most people don't know it because it only took us 18 months to get out of it because the government did nothing. They just left it alone. And so we went into a massive, massive depression and joblessness. And a lot of the people that were unemployed were the veterans. Well, it took Frank Capra five years of knocking around doing traveling salesman. He was a, I like this one, a professional poker player, uh, but nothing, nothing stuck. He couldn't make anything. And his family started to getting a little upset with him and like, dude, you have, you have a degree from Caltech. You're a chemical engineer, use that. So he decided that he would, and he went up to uh, San Francisco where he worked in film development labs, which was a new thing. It's, it's, you know, 1920. And he's working in these films and somebody comes in and they're talking about the films. And Frank, the little kid, who was, please buy my paper. He decides to pass himself off of, yeah, you know, for a while in my younger years, I was an experienced director. In your younger years, film is like three years old. And so he starts to pass himself off as, as this um, director and he gets a film. And it's Fulta Fisher's Boarding House. It's 1920, 21. And he actually, I mean, this is, this is the, I like Frank Capra. He is pulling this scam and, and everybody who knows is like, take the money and go. He can't do it. He's like, no, I mean, they gave me money. I, I should try to make a movie. He doesn't know, he has no idea what he's doing. But he feels guilty enough to where he's like, I can't rip people off. And so he makes a movie. And it's a pretty positive experience for him. And so after his one, after his one movie making deal from the experienced director, he decides, what's that? I hear Hollywood calling my name. And he moves to Hollywood to tell them about his experience directing. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 